Welcome back to season three of Yahweh in his own words. In season one, we began to think about what do the scriptures say about who Yahweh is? How does he reveal himself through his word? In season two, we, we spoke about how Yahweh reveals himself through the living word that is Jesus Christ. Jesus says, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And so we, 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 we looked at the life of Jesus and we said, what is the, how does that show us who God is? And in season three, we're going to be looking at the Holy Spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit. To begin our conversation about the Holy Spirit, because I'm aware that for a lot of people, there is a big knowledge gap when it comes to the Holy Spirit. A lot of us as believers, as Christians, don't really understand the when, the why, the how of the Holy Spirit and how just how significant and important he is for our journey and how in Yahweh's spirit we find out who Yahweh is. Paul says these words. As he writes to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 2, he says, For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. So in terms of understanding Yahweh, really knowing Him, His Spirit is crucial. And if knowing Yahweh, as Jesus says in John 17, is the path to eternal life, then a strong grasp of the Holy Spirit's presence is crucial for eternal life. Not just going to heaven, but experiencing a full life here on earth as well. To make the point, I'm going to tell you a story. It's a story from the Bible about a prophet named Elisha. Some of you are familiar with the story that Elisha was called by God to be the understudy of Elijah, a great, great prophet. Elijah was the guy who spoke and there was no rain for three years and who spoke and then there was rain. Some of you will know the story of Elijah and the prophet of Baal where he calls down fire from heaven. As far as prophets go in the Bible, this was a big boy prophet. Indeed, when Jesus is transfigured on the mountain and transfiguration happens, he's with Elijah and with Moses, two big giants of the Old Testament. And at the point when Elijah's journey is coming to an end, it's captured in 2 Kings 2. 
his journey and his, his walking with his protege, Elisha. And throughout, as they walk on the road, different prophets come along and tell them as they go from Gilgal to Bethel to Jordan. All the prophets of the time had received revelation from God to say that he was taking Elijah home. He was bringing Elijah to be with him that day. And they kept saying to Elisha, oh, do you know? Do you know that this is happening? And he was winding Elisha up. Like, of course I know. Well, you think God only talks to you? I know. Of course I know this is happening. And for whatever reason, Elijah is, tr- Elijah is looking for some space. You know, he's trying to say to Elisha, wait in Gilgal because God has asked me to go to somewhere else. And Elisha is like, I ain't leaving your side. I'm going to make the most of every last second I have with you. Because God had said that Elisha would take over from Elijah. And those were big shoes to fill. Big, massive shoes to fill. Before Elijah goes off, he says to Elisha, what can I do for you? What can I do for you before I go? What can I give you? Elisha, I love Elisha. Elisha says, the anointing that you have, that is, in terms of anointing, that is the way that the power of God, the spirit of God works freely through you. It's almost like, the connection to the Spirit's power that you have, your access to the Spirit's power. He says, you know, the way that you are filled with the Spirit is almost, your anointing. I want a double portion of that anointing. I want to have a deeper experience of the power of God through His Spirit times two of what you had. That's literally what He's asking for. And Elijah is saying, oof, that's a big thing you've asked for. But he says, okay, fine. I can't, it's, that's way above my pay grade to grant you. But let's put it this way. If you were able to see me when God comes to take me away, then take that as a sign that he has granted your request. And there's something so powerful about those words, about being able to see, which is something that the Spirit of God does, which we'll deal with later. Because for a lot of us as God's people, we are walking around blind. And being able to see is a key ingredient of being able to experience the Spirit of God. But we'll deal with that later. And so Elisha, he sees what Elijah does. Elijah and Elijah goes. And he goes on, therefore, to have that double portion of anointing. Access to the Spirit of God and the power of God. And he goes on to do many great things. Just like Elijah did. But that's the interesting point. He does many great things just like Elijah did. It's interesting because Elijah asked for a double portion of the anointing than what Elijah had. Which meant that he had the capacity within him. God had granted him. God had said yes to the request 
of Elijah over his life. The request that Elisha made for double anointing. Now God had said yes to it. So that means he he was able to experience the power of God and operate in the power of God and do in the power of the Spirit greater than what Elijah had done. Because that's what he had asked for and God had said yes. But if you read the journey of Elisha, which is captured in 2 Kings from chapter 2 to 4 to 13, I think. You see that he does great things, but it seems to me, just in my humble opinion, that it feels like he does the same things that Elijah does. And then we find in 2 Kings 13, from verses 20 and 21, that when Elisha is buried, there, are, there, is a, there is a funeral taking place. And at that time, armed robbers used to attack those who were going on funerals and rob them and steal from them. And there's this particular funeral procession taking place and they hear the armed robbers coming and so they run. And in that space of panic, they throw the dead body into the tomb where Elisha dead corpse lies and as that body lands on the bones of Elisha it comes to life why because the bones of Elisha still contained so much power still contained so much power because my guy had asked for a double anointing of what Elijah expressed and Elijah was calling fire from heaven And so, Elisha, it feels to me, died with so much power still within him unused. He didn't die empty. He hadn't released all that he could. He still had so much more to give by the time he died. Fast forward to John 14. 12. Jesus speaking to his protégés, to his disciples, to those who will carry on where he left off. Jesus speaking to his disciples and he says to them, I tell you, in solemn truth I tell you, anyone believing in me shall do the same miracles I have done and even greater ones because I am going to be with the Father. Interesting. Elijah was going to be Elijah was going to be with the Father. Elijah says, I want to do the same things as you did and even greater. Jesus is going to be with the Father. He's saying to his protégés, to his disciples, you are going to do the same things that I do and even greater. And for that to happen, he says, because I'm going to the Father. And what happens when Jesus goes to the Father is that he sends the Holy Spirit. Because he says to them, if I do not go, the Holy Spirit would not come. But you, therefore, will receive such an anointing of the Holy Spirit. You will not do, just do the same thing that I've done. You will have the capacity 
to do greater. And it makes me wonder how many of us are doing the same things that Jesus did, let alone even greater. I'm not. I'm not just talking about miracles and signs and wonders. I'm talking about the capacity even to love like He did, and be kind like He was, and forgive like He did, and to be generous and gracious. But yes, everything that the Holy Spirit empowers a child of God to be and do. How many of us actually live in the reality of this anointing that Jesus spoke about? Because at least for Elisha, he at least did the same as what Elijah did. But I I fear for myself and I worry for for us as God's church today that many of us will, will die with all that power locked within us. We did nothing with it. We constantly operated in our own strength, in our own wisdom, and did things that we, in our own human strength and wisdom, were capable of doing. But we never accessed the reality of the Spirit of God, which is what Jesus desired for us, and which in the resurrection of Christ, God said yes to so I think it is important that we go on this journey to begin to explore the spirit of God that dwells within us to connect us to Yahweh himself and I hope you will come on the road with me God bless you see you next week